week might have been a week of feeling some anxiety, um, maybe even Thursday specifically. <laughs> uh, I mean, Thursday, I know there was a few of us here in this building that were uh, feeling some anxiety of, of water coming into our basement, and thankfully it wasn't like a few years ago where it was really bad, uh, but I, I thank, you, thank you to all those that, that responded to helping us here uh, clean up uh, and, and deal with all the mess here, but I mean, there was many of you that were helping others in, or helping fix the problems yourself in Gibson City or, or other places, and you know, there's some anxiety that is felt when you, you're out of control. There's nothing you can do. The, the, the water's just coming into the basement. What can you do about it? There's that anxiety that you feel, and, and what do we do about that anxiety? Um, I, I read somewhere recently that in the last year and a half, and now this was during, during COVID shutdown and everything, in the last year and a half, the, the, we've had the largest drop in, in the um, life expectancy since World War II. This decline was, it, it declined, now we are no longer, the life expectancy was 78 Point eight years, and now it's 77.3 years. So, I, so we have dropped in just our life expectancy, dropped a year and a half. Now, I don't know if that's because that year and a half, the last year and a half have been so crazy, but I think a lot of it has to do with the anxiety that people feel and the anxiety and what do we do with anxiety? You know, what do we do with anxiety that helps Usually nothing helps. Usually it's just we feel more and more anxious. And today we're going to be looking at Psalm 27 and seeing about what the psalmist is offering us, how we cannot be anxious and how we can trust in our Lord. And we're, we're in a series right now called Even If. And this was a topic that we started when I started teaching at, at Menohaven uh, earlier this summer. And even if, we've just been looking at all these different things of even if. And so we started out teaching uh, in this series about even if, about um, from, from Matthew 26. Even if I have doubt, and we know that we do have doubt sometimes, but we can know that God is true. And then we looked at Isaiah 55 and, and saw that even if I have nothing, even if there's nothing and we need everything, that God provides for my needs. So we can trust in God because He's good. And then we looked at, and a few weeks ago, we looked at Matthew 11, just t- verses 28 to 30. And even if I'm worn out, even if I'm tired, even if I'm exhausted, we know that the Lord offers us refreshment. And when we're tired, Jesus offers us rest, Jesus teaches us, and Jesus lightens our burdens. And that's what we need, to go to Jesus for refreshment. Go to Jesus for nourishment. Go to Jesus to lighten our burdens because He cares for us. And and so that's what we've been looking at. And last week, uh, Dwayne taught about even if God doesn't deliver. And I, I love this coming out of Daniel 3. In Daniel 3, we saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not 
trusting, or not trusting what the king says, but trusting only what God says. And even if God doesn't deliver us, even if we die in this fiery furnace, that we're still going to obey. We're still going to trust our God, not this king that's telling us that we're going to die. And that trust is really what shows us it's, it's a good representation of, of how we should live. Trusting in whatever God says over what people say. And Dwayne shared his, his personal experience with his battle and suffering. And, and, I, and that thankfully God has delivered him in, in most of his pain. But sometimes people are not delivered from their pain. Sometimes we're going to have this chronic pain or chronic illness, something that's going to be continuing, or maybe even ends our life way before we want it to. But we can trust in the God that saves, not just when we want Him to, but He saves us for eternity. And we can have life in the name of Jesus. So we're going to be looking today at even if, even if we feel anxious, even if we feel that anxiety. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 27. So I encourage you to open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 27. And we're going to read the first few verses here this morning. It says this in Psalm 27, verses 1 to 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Amen. And And then David the psalmist says, of whom shall I fear? So if God is my light and if God is my salvation, then we have nothing to be afraid of. But still yet, we have anxiety. Still yet, we turn our fears. We still have fears. And so then he says this. He says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. And he says again, of whom shall I be afraid? He's trying to convince us, and maybe even himself, that we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to have anxiety. We don't need to be worried because we trust in the name of Jesus. We trust in the name of of Yahweh, his God, our God. And then it says in verse 2, when the wicked advanced against me to devour me or to slander me, to attack me, to whatever they are going to do against me, he says, It is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. So even when they come and they're against me, if I'm standing firm and trusting in the Lord, I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be anxious. I don't need to be worried. They're going to be the ones that stumble and fall. And it says in verse 3, Even though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear even though war break out against me, and even then I will be confident. Are we confident in the Lord even when everything looks bad? Even, when, even in David's case, I don't know if he was writing this when, he was, when Saul was coming out to, to attack him and he was in the, in the wilderness hiding in caves and armies were coming to kill him. But he says, I'm going to be confident in the Lord. Because God is my light and He is my salvation. And I don't need to be afraid of man. Just like what Dwayne was talking about last week. We don't need to be afraid of people because of God. That doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen. But we trust in the name of the Lord. 
And so, as we, are we, that's what I wonder. I wonder if we are confident, even when we have anxiety, even when we have, even when there's a Delta variant, are we still, is it okay to send our kids back to school? Is it okay to, to or should they be wearing masks or not? There's, there's all kinds of debate. But are we anxious about it? I hope not. Because our, we can trust in the name of the Lord. We can keep our confidence in the Lord, our stronghold. And that's our first point today, is when we feel anxious, let's be confident in the Lord, who is our stronghold. Let's be confident that we have the Lord, not just to protect us from the coronavirus or the Delta variant or whatever is going to happen. We have the Lord who is our stronghold. And I, and I think of a stronghold as, as just this like firm, firm foundation, this really strong, I mean, on the begin, in the front of our bulletin today, we have a, this picture of a lighthouse. And this lighthouse, it brings not just light to guide in the ships, but it also brings this firm foundation. This something that's not going to be broken. It's not going to be shaken. It's not going to be destroyed. And so even greater than that, we have the Lord. And the Lord is our stronghold. That, and when we trust in the Lord, we can trust confidently even when we're worried, even when we're anxious, even when we don't know what's going to happen, even when the floodwaters are coming in our basement, like we saw this week, or some of you, we can still keep our joy and confidence in the Lord. Even when people are sick, even when there's a lot of people that have cancer. I mean, our, look, at our, look at our prayer requests, and I, I encourage you, be praying for all these people in our prayer requests. We have lots of people to lift up. And sometimes that can seem hopeless. Like all, these, all these people have cancer. All these people have all these problems. But no, we can be confident and trust in the name of the Lord. It doesn't mean everybody's going to be cured. It doesn't mean everybody's going to be saved from our, their, their earthly pain. But we know and we trust that all who call the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and in the end, end of this life, we are going to be those that trust in Jesus are going to have life, and that life will not include any more pain. There will be no more tears, and no more sickness, and no more death. So we can be excited about when, when, all, that's, when all this earthly things are over, and all those heavenly things that were with Jesus, and we have life in Him. And no more pain, no more death, no more cancer, no more any of these things. And so our stronghold is Jesus. Our stronghold is stronger than any other thing. And so let's be confident in our stronghold. Let's be confident not in what we see all around us, the anxiety that we may, may feel, but let's be confident in the one that's bigger than all our anxiety. And so let's go ahead and look at, at the next few verses here in verses, starting in verse 4 of Psalm 27. And it says this, <clears throat> David says, One thing I ask of, from the Lord, this is the only thing I seek, that I may dwell, 
in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Verse 5, For the day of trouble will keep me safe in, in His dwelling, and He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Verse 6, Then my head will be exalted above the, above the enemies who surround me, and at His sacred tent I will survive with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Even when there's things all around us, even when we're, we, we have enemies around us, he's saying here, I will sing and make music to the Lord. I will praise the Lord. And then it says in verse 7, Hear my voice when I call Lord. He's now he's directly talking to the Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, Seek his face, your face, Lord, will I seek. So David is, is very, very passionately saying, first of all, that I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord, and I'm confident in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to do whatever I can to seek Him. Over and over again here, it says seek. And I want to ask you guys, earlier this summer, I, I, I talked to you guys, or I was, I was telling you a little bit about the Hebrew language, the, one, of the, one of the ways, the uh, verb stem and it was called PL. Does anybody remember what, what PL kind of helps us remember? What? Well, that's in Spanish, PL. Good job. Good job. PL is skin in Spanish. Good try. Well, sometimes Hebrew and Spanish work together. Not this case. <laughs> but PL helps us to know. It, it's, it's a way of saying Really? So, in these verbs, there's seven times in these verses right here, between verses 4 to 8, that has the PL Hebrew stem here. And so, I want to just highlight those to you. So, instead of, like in in verse 4, it says um, that I, one thing that I ask of the Lord is only that I seek, I do seek the one thing I really want. One thing I really want, David's saying, that I really, really, really seek, not just I seek, but that I really, really go after, is that I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? And that I would see His beauty, not just the physical beauty, but the, the, what, who, is, who is the Lord? The Lord is beautiful in what He does. And then the next part has, the, has also of PL. It says, the next time it says, seek. To the gaze, on the, still in verse 4, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. So I would really, really seek after the Lord in His temple. And, and this seek is actually a different verb that can also mean inquire. So that I really would go after and really would find out and really would inquire, but not just seek, but that I would really, really go after and find out Him in His temple and Him in a place of His dwelling. But I would know the heart of the Lord and find out. (coughs) Excuse me. 
And then in verse 5, at the, near the end of verse 5, after it says that he will, he will hide me on the shelter of his, in the sacred tent, and he will set me high. He will set me really high. It's a PL stem here. He will set me really high, away from trouble. Oh, on this rock, he'll set me really high. And then it says in verse 6, when he's talking about singing with shouts of joy, I will really, really, really sing. I will be all about singing. And the second part here is making music. Both of these are PL. Both of them are saying, I will really, with all out, I will be singing. I will all out be making music and worshiping the Lord in not just my heart, but vocally and with instruments. I mean, David's used all kinds of instruments. I mean, we, find, we know that he calmed King, King, David, King Saul with playing his harp. How many of you play the harp? <laughs> That's my <what I> thought. <laughs> if you do, that'd be cool. Come play. <laughs> but he played all kinds of instruments. Instruments are a way that we can make music to the Lord and worship the Lord. So David is like all out singing, all out making worship, making songs, making music to the Lord. And then two more times in verse 8, he says, My heart says to you, seek his face. Lord, I will seek. So both of these times when he says seek, it's P.L., and I'm, I'm emphasizing this because all over the place in these verses, David is saying, I will really, really go after you, Lord. I will really seek your face. And I will really, your fa- you is what I seek. And when I'm afraid, and when I have anxiety, what do I do? I seek the Lord. And that's our second point today, is we seek the Lord as He is able to rescue. Now last week, we found out in Daniel 3, did, did the Lord rescue Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yes, that's a nice ending of the story. Yay, God saved the people. And I love it. But does God have to save the people? He does? Wait, what? No, He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> but He is able to seek. He, or when we seek the Lord, He is able to rescue us. Does that mean we won't have floodwaters in our house? No, because some of you did. <laughs> does, that, does that mean bad things won't happen? No, we're, there's still going to be, we're, we're still on this earth, and there's still bad things that happen. But that doesn't mean He can't rescue. And we can be confident in the Lord, and we can be confident and go all out in seeking Really, 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 really seek after the Lord because He's good and He's life-giving. And when we feel anxious, the best thing we can do is seek the Lord. Right? You guys know that? You know, in Philippians 4, chapter, uh, 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. And he just stops there, right? Don't be anxious about anything. Good. Everybody got it? No. No. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, not just in the good times, but when you're feeling anxiety, 
He says, by prayer and petition. That means when, go to the Lord asking Him. Ask the Lord. Give Him your petitions. Give Him your prayer. Give Him your, whatever is happening in you, in your head, in your heart. Tell the Lord. Right? Do you guys believe that? Give Him your petitions. Give Him your prayer requests. God can handle it. Be real with God. He's able to rescue you, but seek Him. And Paul says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, so we can be thankful in any situation we're in, even if it's the worst situation. Even if Daniel, Daniel's friends are having to walk into a fiery furnace. That seems pretty hopeless, doesn't it? They're walking into the fiery furnace. I guess God's not going to save us. But no, they're still thankful. They still have an attitude of joy. And Paul says, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let God know what you're feeling. Even if you're anxious, even if you're worried, even if you, you don't know what's happening, what's going to happen around you, go to the Lord. Give your requests and thanksgiving. Give Him everything. <clears throat> so we've seen here that in Psalm 27 so far, we can be confident in the Lord, our stronghold, and we can seek the Lord who is able to rescue us. He's able to rescue. doesn't mean He will, but He's able. And then let's read the rest of this psalm, Psalm 27. So in verse 9 it says, so David's crying out that I would really, really seek you, he's saying in verse 8. And then he says, don't hide your face from me. Don't turn your servant, that's me, away in anger. And he says, you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. See, he's just crying out. He's just telling the Lord how he feels. He, it's okay to just tell the Lord how you feel. Let him know. Don't just, just pray these, these, these you know, rote prayers. You know. No, pray, the, pray what's in your heart, what's in your head. Tell the Lord how you feel and give it to him. And he says in verse 10, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my opposition, oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. And then he says near the end of this, this psalm, verse 13, I remain confident in this. Confident. Remember, we talked about confident earlier. I remain confident in this, David says, that I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will see it. I know that God is good. Even if around me there's enemies, even if there's bad things that are happening around me, even if I have lots of reasons to feel anxious and I'm worried, I will see. I'm going to be confident that I will see that Jesus is good. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he says at the end, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. He says it twice here, wait. Because sometimes when we hear the, the word wait, we think that's for other people. I'm not going to wait. But David says twice, wait. 
Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. I think what he's trying to say here is sometimes it's not going to be obvious. I mean, sorry to keep talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but they had to wait until they were in the fiery furnace, didn't they? It would have been maybe a little nicer for them if, if right when they said, but whatever, you know, King, our, our God is able to save us. And even if he doesn't, oh, oh, he is right now. Nice. Thanks, God. No, but they had to then walk into the fiery furnace. And when they were walking into the fiery furnace, the people that were, were escorting them there, they were killed from the hot flames. But they had to wait. And they had to take, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Do we have to do that? I mean, hopefully there's not a time where we're getting shoved into a fiery furnace. I, I don't know, but it might, it might feel like that to you sometimes. That whatever is happening, the, the, the temperature is getting turned up seven times the amount it's, it's supposed to be. And then we're getting escorted into the fiery furnace. But David says, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord to do what? Wait for the Lord to rescue me every time? No, he doesn't say wait for the Lord to rescue me every time. He says wait for the Lord. Wait for whatever the Lord is going to do. Trust in the Lord. Take heart. Be strong in the Lord. And so our third point today is wait for the Lord and take heart. And I want to remind you, actually not remind you, I want to tell you that there is one more time that PL is used in this chapter. So seven times in verses 4 to 6, four, 4 to 8, and then a, an eighth time. And the eighth time is the last verse where he says, the first time where he says, wait, he doesn't just say wait. He's saying in the PL stem, really, 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 wait. He's not just saying wait. Wait for five minutes. It might, maybe it is five minutes. But wait. He's saying all about waiting. And so when we feel anxious, when we have anxiety, when we're worried, when the floods are coming in, when it seems like everything bad around us is happening and it's about to happen, we're getting shoved into the fiery furnace, be confident in the Lord, our stronghold. Seek the Lord because He's able to rescue. Even in those moments, seek after the Lord. Really, really seek Him. And wait for Him to show up. Wait for whatever He's going to do. But take heart as you're waiting. And be strong in the Lord. Because He's able to rescue. He's able to deliver. And whatever happens, we want to see the goodness of the Lord. And be confident in Him. In, in 1 Peter 5.7, we know that it says, cast, your, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. God is a God who cares for us. And so when we have anxiety, when we are anxious, when we're worried, we can cast all those things to Him. He wants us to give it to Him and trust fully in Him. And today, our main idea is even if I feel anxious, even if I'm worried, even if I don't know what to do, 
God is trustworthy. Our Lord is a God that can be counted on because He is trustworthy. That we can put our full trust in Him. We can be confident in the Lord. He's our stronghold. We can seek the Lord because He's able to rescue us. And we can wait on the Lord even when it's hard to wait. But we can wait confidently with trust because God is a God of trust and He's trustworthy. In Psalm 55, 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord because He will sustain you and He will never let the righteous be shaken. Now, sometimes I feel like, well, I am shaken. How can, so does that mean I'm not righteous? No. But never let the righteous be completely shaken, be completely torn apart or whatever. It, but, but God will sustain us when we trust in Him. And whatever that means, He's going to sustain us He's going to keep us. He's going to put us high upon the rock like it says here in, in Psalm 27. Does that mean every time? Every time we, can, we trust God that He's going to save us? No. But it means we can trust that He's a good God. And that in the end, whatever happens in the end, when we trust fully in the name of Jesus and we have a relationship with the Lord, even if our body is burned, even if we die, we know where we're going to be. And we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to have anxiety about, am I going to be in heaven? Am I going to be in hell? No. If we trust in the name of Jesus, and we are walking with Him, and He is the Lord and Savior of our life, we don't have to have any anxiety. So even if the Delta variant take, I mean, just gets rampant, even if there's all kinds of other things that just are terrible, we don't need to fear. We don't need to be, have that anxiety because we trust in a God who is trustworthy and we don't need to be afraid or anxious because even if we die, we're with Him. And we're in a better place than here. But we're here right now to show other people that God is good and God is trustworthy. And don't wait until it's too late to trust God. And that's our mission, is to, to proclaim His goodness to others and disciple people so they know the goodness of our God who is trustworthy. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep in perfect peace with whose minds are steadfast because they trust you. When we trust the Lord, we have perfect peace in Him. In Psalm 112, it says, Surely the righteous will not be shaken. They will be remembered forever. These, the righteous will have no fear of bad news. It doesn't matter what, what comes across our screens. These new, all this bad news is happening more and more. It's to make us more scared. To keep watching the news. If you're just, if, we're going to keep seeing bad, worse and worse and worse things. Because we are going to be more and more worried about what's happening. And I'm not trying to say don't be informed, but I'm saying we don't need to be afraid of bad news. It says in Psalm 112 that the, the, the righteous, the righteous person is not afraid of bad news, but their heart is firm and their heart is trusting in the Lord. 
And it says in verse 8, their hearts are secure and they will have no fear. No fear. So our God is a God who is trustworthy. Our God is a God who is love. And we can trust Him. Now I know it's hard to always trust God when we have anxiety. But it's good. And God is a God who gives us perfect peace. And He is steadfast. And we don't need to fear what may or may not happen. But let's trust fully in Him. Because even when we feel anxious, God is trustworthy. I want to just ask you just for a moment to think about this question. And you can even write it down if you need to. But what steps can you take to replace anxiety with trusting the Lord? So when you're tempted or when you have anxiety come in your life, how are you replacing it? Or how can you replace it with trust? So take just a moment and think and pray about that. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you and be confident in you. And we can be, because you are our stronghold and you are steadfast and you are faithful. God, I pray if there's, if there's those that are here today or those that are watching or listening later and they have fear or anxiety about something, God, that you would just Show them that you are a God that gives peace when we trust you. God, I pray that we would cast all our fears and all our anxiety to you. God, I pray that we would be a, a people that, that pray when we are afraid. That we're a people that would give our petitions to you. God, I pray that if there's people that are anxious about sending their kids back to school or college or their grandkids or, or other family members or friends, or if there's other anxieties that are coming in their lives with these floods recently, all the rain, if there's things that are, whatever is causing anxiety, God, I just pray that we would each turn from those anxieties and turn to you. The God that sustains us. The God that we can trust because you are trustworthy. Thank you, God, for delivering us. But God, thank you that you're not a God that has to deliver us. But that we can trust you no matter what. Thank you, Lord, that you are our stronghold. God, I pray that we would each seek, really, really seek after you. And that we would see your goodness. And God, I know even when it's hard, that we would wait on you. And we would trust you with everything. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Please join us.